Um, hello, welcome to my podcast, A Chance to Strive by Chance. Um, I just want to say thank you very much for being here. Like, literally, like you can take that both ways. Normally, that's normally used as a sexual term, but I promise I do not mean it in that way. But I'm pretty much saying I'm thanking you for being here, as in like being a listener, being a supporter, in whichever facet you became like supporting me and everything, anything like that. I just want to say I really do appreciate it. To be completely honest, it's like. I don't know, bro. This is, like, one of the best things that I have going on for myself. And it's not even, like, a bad thing. Like, I generally love the idea that I hold my own podcast and everything like that. I We're, already, we're like, episode 12, and so we can keep that short and sweet. Um, okay, so basically today for our episode, there's no real title to it. It's pretty much, like, okay, do I keep it real or do I keep a bullshit-ass reason why my episode is set up this way today? Um... So pretty much I was kind of, I was in a state where I was on cloud nine and I was like, yo, why don't I just go through my TikToks and just find random things to like bring up on a podcast and shit? Cause I'm like, I got this podcast, but one of the reasons why I got it was because I already spoke about half of this shit on TikTok already. But it's just like, I only had a fucking minute or like 15 seconds, depending on how much time I chose to give myself and shit. But yeah, so pretty much um, I was high shit and I was just going through a lot of my old content and I was like, yo, let's just talk about a lot of re- these random topics that like I just randomly went through. And the good thing about this is what, whatever it is that you guys are listening to this, any of the topics that I touch on, of course, I'm not going to go too in detail with them because I'm going through a few of them. But if you guys do want me to actually like talk about one of these topics a little more in more detail or because like you felt like you really connected to it, you wanted to hear more about it. Whatever makes you want to hear more of the topic, just let me know in the YouTube section comments and I will be watching the comments and I'll be replying and everything like that. I will be making a thing where I reply to every comment on the YouTube channel every single episode. And that is a promise. Like I personally will take the time out of my day after recording this and everything like that, waiting for the episode to drop and I'll make it happen for y'all. But I really hope you guys have been having an amazing day and let's just get straight to it. All right. So basically, I took a random screenshots from my posters because half the time you didn't need to really like listen to what I was saying. It was more like the topic was already on the screenshots. Uh, the very first one was little booties deserve some love, too. And I promise this isn't even a sexual thing. I complete, I'm being completely honest. Um, I think the reason why I like, chose a screenshot of this and I wanted to talk about it a little bit was because I've recently a lot of people have been like asking me. Majority of my following is women and I'm well aware of why it's woman. <laughs> um, so the thing is, a lot of women, I know, like, they deal with this thing of self-love. Um, and especially, like, the idea of being comfortable in your own body. I think for guys, it's like, yeah, we're insecure about certain things that have to do with our bodies. But I feel like there's been such an emphasis on a woman. And it's, like, appreciating yourself, the competing, uh, her body looks better than mine. And I think, like, I really hate this social media shit. And this is one of the main reasons why. It's, like... Bro, there's so much comparison. And the worst part about social media that everybody understands, but certain things when you see it, it's just hard to like stop yourself from getting a certain, from stop yourself from giving it a certain reaction. And what I mean by that is I feel like on social media, you're pretty much comparing yourself to somebody's highlight reel. And that <laughs> you're never gonna feel content with your life. You're never gonna be happy about it if you put like somebody you put you you are looking at your whole entire life as a whole. And you are choosing to compare it to somebody's highlight reel. Like, people only post shit that they're proud of. It's not everybody's life. Like, I know there are certain women where it's like, um, some of these models, a lot of their pictures are photoshopped. So you want this picture-perfect body, but then you don't even realize the fact that a lot of people can't even reach that. It's like, yeah, you see it 24-7, but, and I have nothing against anybody for making any decision you make on your body. 
I am a man. I have no say in telling a woman what they should or shouldn't do with their body. That's not my place. But yeah, it's like you want this perfect body, but you don't want the same effect that a lot of it is achieved through um, BBLs and everything like that. Some BBLs just don't sit right. Sit right. That was actually a great way to term to use. But yeah, some of it just don't sit right. It looks so unnatural. That's my only comment on it. I didn't even day do what it is that you please to do. But I, you know, like from looking on the outside, right? Bro, if you get a BBL, please make sure it looks like it's actually your body. Like, I feel like you get a BBL because you want this type of body. Like, you want it to be perfect. You want people to believe, like, that's really what you have. But it's like, the ass don't match with your thighs. Like, <laughs> it's like, you just have something just hanging. Like, we can see it from the side. We can see where the BBL fucked up a little bit. And it's just like, it's not a pretty look. And it's not even me, like, trying to judge anybody. But it's like... I'm just letting you know how it looks because I don't think anybody gets a BBL and like, oh, okay, I want my shade to look awkward. I don't think anybody does that. And if that's what you do, I support it. I support it. But yeah, I'm telling you, love your body, love yourself or whatever it is. Like, if there's, like this is what I always said, right? When it comes to like my physical state and anything like that. I'm going to love as much as I can love about myself, right? But the thing is, if there is something about myself that I know I can't change, one way, not, one way or another, whether I'm not able to love it or not, whether it gets a little hard to get to that point, one thing I know is for a fact, I'm going ha- I'm going to have to be accepting of it. And eventually, I want to start loving it because I, if I'm stuck in, if I'm going to be stuck in a certain way, why the fuck do I want to spend most of my life hating it? I don't want to do that, bro. Like, I want to be able to love myself. I want to look at myself in the mirror and appreciate every single thing about myself. Even if I look at something in myself and I'm like, I know this is a flaw. But I'm like, I accept this flaw and I love this fucking flaw because it's me and it's part of me. So like, bro, please don't compare your body to everybody else. You are perfect the way you are. Like, I get it. If you're skinny and you think everybody wants a thick girl, I promise you that's not the case. Certain people only care for your personality. And the one thing I'll say about low booties, too, is like, trust me, when the clothes come off, it's a little, you know, it's, it's a little better. Clothes don't make them too right, but. I appreciate y'all, bro. I show love to everybody. Love booties deserve some love, too. Okay, the next one was... Okay, the caption on the TikTok was, as much as I wanted that bond, I don't care about it anymore. Do you? And I'm going to play the sound. Like, I'm going to keep my phone a little away from it just on purpose. Go, little rock star. But yeah, like, that that was... Like, I just love the sound, and that's the whole reason why I use that caption for it. So like, as much as I wanted a bond with person and shit like that... I don't care about it. And the reason why I know specifically why I said that in a video, I'm not going to hold you. I was a little heartbroken. I just got broken up with. And I was completely lying. I still cared about that bone max. I'm not going to hold you. But I think the thing for me is like, when I, what I was, I was speaking on in a general term, I feel like a lot of the times when I invest so much in a person, like I really want them. I'm like, yo, I really want you. Like I'm going to do everything I possibly can, invest all of this energy. But then the moment I realized like my energy isn't being matched, it's like, why am I wasting my energy on you? If I know you're not going to match it. If I know you can't like present those things that I want. I just don't have time for that shit. It's like, yeah, so you, you might be attractive. Yeah, like the sex may be great. I don't know if y'all got to that point of shit. But none of it fucking matters if, you, if that person is incapable of being consistent. Incapable of being consistent. Like, bro, I don't got time for this childish shit. I'm grown. I don't have time to wake up one day. Oh, my God, you like me. And then the next day, I'm like, yo, does this person even fuck with me? Because you're not even replying to me and shit. It's like, bro, we're way too fucking grown to be doing this inconsistent shit. Like, the whole picking and choosing when you want to fuck with me. That's not sliding, bro. 
it's if you want to be in my life it's gonna have to be like a full-time job type shit i'm not saying like i'm going to be needy and everything like that but no those same things that you know i want there to be part of our bond you don't get to pick and choose when to be that person that i know can provide that for me it's either you're here for the long run i mean sometimes you can be for a good time too but we're being serious right now but if we're, if we're talking about that part it's like bro nah like i don't have the time for it at all okay let me turn off this audio shit some of them are videos um Another one, it was like, <laughs> why is everybody getting pregnant? And the one thing I'm going to say about that, to be completely honest, okay. I don't understand why. Well, I have a pretty decent understanding of it. It's like so many people are having kids at such a younger age. Although, I, like I said, anything I give my opinion on, I'm not judging the person. It's just simply my take on a situation. I'm not the person that sits here and judge other people because I feel like the moment you do that, you present like this hierarchy type of mindset where it's like you believe you're better than a certain person, which is why you're looking down at them. I don't prefer to do that. I only speak on the actions people take, not their character as a whole. Yo, that was a mouthful, but I know I had to say the whole shit so I wouldn't get canceled. Um, but see, it's like I don't. I have baby fever too, right? And I have a lot of nieces, nephews, and one day I can't wait to have a mini me. And one thing somebody told me, which was like so fucked up, somebody was like, "You better not, mar- you better not have kids with somebody ugly. Like you're wasting your genes." And I thought that was so fucked up. Like this person literally just told me, "Don't date somebody ugly, so my kid don't end up coming ugly." That is fucked up. Looks do not matter. Okay, looks don't matter at all. Looks do not matter one bit. It's about the personality. Like, I'm not lying. It, I think this is one of the screenshots I took, so I'll even connect that right now. Okay, right? So, I don't necessarily care about looks at all. Your personality, like, I used to have this saying, like, in high school, I was like, your personality attracts me, but your, per- no, 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 completely, I said the wrong thing, wrong order. Your looks is what attracts me, but your personality is what keeps me. And that's a fact. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be, and be like, oh, I'm not going to I'm going to date somebody I don't find attractive just because they have a fire personality. That's not happening. There is no way that I can wake up next to the same person that I can't even find visually pleasing. Like, that's just bullshit. And if you say that you're lying to yourself, like whether or not that person is cute to the rest of the world, there's no way you're dating somebody that you don't find attractive. So that's why I think it's really bullshit when somebody tries to, like, give their opinion on like, oh, looks don't matter to me at all. Bro, whether or not, you know, like, this is, like, a really popular thing. Like, women being attracted to what they call medium ugly guys. So, it's pretty much a guy where it's, like, you look at him, and you can look at him for a few seconds, and you're like, eh. I mean, okay, 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 I see it. And I don't like that. Like, why are you saying, like, you were attracted to men that aren't that attractive? And then the reason why I find out a lot of women are actually interested in, like, ugly medium guys it's because they don't have as many options and a woman think because they aren't because like the guys I think they should feel lucky to like have a chance with them. Right. They think those guys will appreciate them more and not do them dirty. And I don't know why y'all really like y'all really think that's the thing. If a guy is going to be a dickhead, he's going to be a dickhead no matter who he has as his girlfriend. It doesn't matter if it's beat. Bro, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. I know he's rich, but come on. You go home and you wake up to Beyonce. You see what she looks like. Somebody that literally is like millions of people want her. Millions, not even millions of people want her. Millions of people would be grateful to even touch her hand. Millions. And then you're telling me you wake up next to that every single day and you're like, yeah, now I want to change. What? 
that's why it's like I don't understand. Like the thing is, I feel like the thing about Beyonce is she's an amazing person too. So it's not like just the look. She seems pretty dope. You feel me? I mean, like her fan base is just elite. I think they call them like the Beehive or something. You know, it'd be like, oh, don't mess with the Beehive. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's a little fucking corny, but we'll go along with it. But nah, it's like. I, I really don't understand guys that have, like, this amazing woman next to them. And I'm not talking about just looks. But, you know, like, social media, like, the whole picture-perfect thing matters a lot to people now. So, so yeah, it's like she's picture-perfect, amazing personality, and you cheat. Why? What's the point of that, bro? Like, I don't understand it. Like, you have a dime piece. Like, treat her like it. And then it's always the same shit. Like, a guy will fuck up with, like, this amazing woman. Or, like, a girl will fuck up with, like, this amazing guy. And then after you realize it's going to be the exact same thing every single trip, you're going to regret it. Because you know you're not going to find that person anywhere else. Even if you're completely fine after the breakup. Especially guys, we tend to be, like, really, like, fine after a breakup. But then the one thing we realize is towards, like... After we take, after we do the whole like, I don't really go fuck, you know, I'm gangster stuff like that. I don't have emotions. I promise you, a few days later, he's feeling it because I know that. Like, I will break up with somebody. No, 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 I cried. Yeah, I cried my last breakup. Isn't it crazy how guys sitting in front of you just letting you know, like, yeah, I cried during the breakup. That's like, it's low key embarrassing for a guy, but you know, real men have emotions. You know what I mean? <laughs> Okay, the last thing I the last thing I do want to say about the whole like being pregnant at early age and stuff like that, I think it's completely fine. I have baby fear. I love kids, and I can't wait to have a mini me. But the thing is, for me, it's like I'm like so focused on like having like this perfect family that I know I can't speed that process. Like there's literally no way that I can get that type of family that I want for later down the line. And I understand this whole idea like oh you can work towards it and shit, but I don't want to be at a certain point where I look at my kids. And I look at them, I look at them like for the reason why I'm suffering. Like, I don't want to be in that predicament. You know, it's like, bro, you don't understand. Like, when I think about my dreams, like for the future, like being like this amazing father is one of them. Like, of course, like it's always going to come from a kid where it's like when you didn't have your dad around, you always want like you want to give that to your kid. You feel me? It's like I want to be able to give my kids that. But I know like I can't be in the same situation that my parents were and, like, I know, like, their situation is the reason why, like, not being fully financially stable and shit like that. Bro, like, you struggle a whole fucking lot. Like, as a kid, it's not some shit, like, you want to grow up doing. And it's, like, I know for the parents, it's a little harder, too, because it's, like, you know you're the one that should be providing everything for them. And the fact that you can't, it just sucks. And I don't want to be in that predicament. Until I'm, like, financially stable in a place where mentally I'm ready to, like, mentor another person, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to be that father where it's like, oh, I'm just there or I provide money. Like, I want to be able to give my kids every little thing, which is the reason why timing is a lot. Age wise, we'll give it some time. But yeah. Also, bro, it's like, if you're broke, please don't get pregnant. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but it's just like, I don't understand why a lot of people would choose to like go through that much suffering and shit. Like, if you have the choice, I say don't do it. But if it's some shit that you, if it happens, it happens. Cause like accident happens, you can't really control that shit. You feel me? I completely understand that. Okay. Oh, what was the next thing? Oh, okay. So basically like in this TikTok, I was like, you want to know what's something like, like, what's the worst feeling? I said worse twice. I don't know why, but I guess the feeling was really that bad. But I was like, knowing someone you love is slipping away and you can't stop it. Bro. <laughs> My shut a few tears real quick. Like, this has to be, like, one of the most, like, heartbreaking things. Like, the idea that 
you love somebody so fucking much like you're ready to spend the rest of your life with that person you've invested everything into them like you've been like the best partner you could possibly be in other words you've been consistent you've been loyal you've been understanding you know like but then you realize that person is slipping away from you the person that you invested everything in is slipping away from you and the worst part about that realization, knowing the person is slipping away, is like, you know, you're automatically going to try to do everything you possibly can to keep that person. But a relationship doesn't work when only one person is investing into it. That's the whole reason why a lot of people say relationships are hard. Relationships aren't hard. Relationships are only hard when only one person is working on them. I remember this analogy um, made by Chris Rock, I believe. Um, and he was like, and he literally said the first part. I said, he was like, relationships aren't really, work, aren't really hard. They're only hard when one person is working on it. And then the next part of what he said was, um, he said, two people can easily move a couch. But you try to move that bitch by yourself, I promise you, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hell. It's gonna be really fucking tough. And I completely agree with that. It's like, Oh, I'm doing this bad thing for speech. And normally it, everybody probably thinks it's fine, but it's like is um like stuff like that filler words is what I call them. Or something like I've made sure to keep away from while I'm speaking. And I realized this episode I've done that a few times, even though y'all probably don't care. That actually bothers me personally. So my fault for that. But <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I feel like that's one of the worst feelings. The idea that you love somebody so fucking much and you know you don't want to lose them. But there's nothing you can do to stop yourself from losing that person. And this is the part that I think is like the most heartbreaking. It's like, yeah, losing somebody is sad and shit. But it's this idea that you know it's going to end, but you don't say shit. You just sit there and you go for the ride as long as you possibly can because you want to you want to you want to enjoy and savor all of this time that you have left with that person, even though, you know, they're about to slip away. Even though, you know, you're losing that person, you invested your all into the person you became the the person you even bettered yourself to be like, you were the best version, like the best partner you could possibly be just because of them. And then as they're slipping away, you just have to sit there and you're counting down when this person is going to come up to me and tell me we're done. That part sucks, bro. The idea of waking up and you don't have something positive to look forward to. You know, it's almost like you're scared of like certain interactions with them. You're scared of when they say, oh, we have something, we need to talk about some shit. Like, I feel like that right there, bro, is a little it's heartbreaking so if anybody's been in that situation i just want to say like i feel for you bro or i feel for you shorty i don't know uh the next one was like when you catch them lying but you can't say how you know they're lying ain't nothing worse than catching somebody in a lie but then you only know the truth because he was playing fbi and now I can't tell you the reason why I know what I know. I can't tell you that I possibly went to your phone. I can't tell you that I went to your likes and I seen you mention somebody with this name in your, in your group chat with the homegirls and I seen the fact that you followed them. I actually don't do crazy shit like that. I just want to put that out there. That is not me. Do I go through phones? I'm not going to hold you. Like my, my trust, like this is how trust works for me. In the beginning, there's this meme with this like guy from South Africa and he's like he's trying to say in the beginning but he's struggling he's like in the beginning I but yeah um so pretty much right I don't like trusting people twice and I think we had an episode where I like slightly spoke on that but it's like but in the beginning of a relationship of a friendship of any type of bond any types of relationship with somebody right whether it's platonic or whether it's like a relationship family no matter what the fuck it is I will give you my trust and i'm talking about like i will trust you 
And there is nothing that will make me doubt that until you start moving in a way where you show me that you don't deserve my trust. And this is the only times I've looked at somebody's phones in a relationship. I'll be completely honest. Oh, no, I can't say which one it was. Uh, the reasoning behind it is not that great. I'm not going to put some of my exes in that situation. But so the thing is, I will give you my trust, right? And then the moment you start proving to me that you're not deserving of it, it is very hard for me to trust you again. And even, and the thing is like, even if you, even if you say like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, oh, I accept the apology. I didn't lie about accepting your apology, but I only accepted the apology with the understanding that you're actually going to fix the shit that you've actually been doing. But the thing is, when somebody shows you that they're unwilling to change, like they're not willing to change, you're showing me that I shouldn't have never forgiven you. Like you, like I feel like somebody apologizing to you without the without um how do I, I want to phrase this properly? For me, the thing is, I don't mind forgiving somebody, but I feel like if somebody says sorry to me and they don't need and they don't actually care for changing. And they don't actually put that work on themselves to actually show me that they're actually sorry. That right there, in my opinion, is being manipulated. An apology without change is manipulation. And the reason why I'm saying that is like, when you did say sorry, what was the point of it? Like, why did you sit here and tell me? Why did you sit here and apologize to me? If the only reason why you apologize was because you got caught, that doesn't mean shit to me. I don't want your apology unless you're, you actually plan on not making me ever feel the way that I felt or unless you never plan on doing the same shit that you did. Like that apology don't mean shit to me when you're, when you actually like the whole idea of feeling sorry is like, it's not like, Oh, I'm sorry that you got hurt. It's like, no, I'm sorry that the person that's supposed to like show you this type of love, whatever type of love it is. I didn't do that. And I hurt your emotions and that's what I'm sorry for. And I don't want to put you in that situation again. Cause how can you be sorry for putting somebody in a situation, but then you put them in that situation again that's what god damn <laughs> wow that that was a that was a great burp you know normally like i'll tell them like cut this type of stuff i, I want to keep that like i don't really care that that was, that was nice um this is i'm not i'm not sponsoring you guys but this is polar by seltzer and black cherry is a flavor they should pay me just for that but i'm telling you black cherry i know even if you don't like seltzer Trust me, the black cherry is the only salsa that I will actually drink. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I like it. I'll enjoy it. Now, this show was fire, bro. I can't even lie. Um, oh, bro, like, <laughs> it is hard for me. Okay, this is like a, around like the whole trust thing. If I had to find out some shit, like the whole idea of playing like um, a FBI agent and shit, if I had to find, like, if I had to find out you lied, it is hard for me to forgive you, no matter what the fuck it is that you did. Because the thing people don't understand is when you catch somebody in a lie, whether they apologize about it or not, this is the one thing you should always keep in the back of your head. And this is the whole reason why, like, questioning people about certain shit that they did so that I can give you a chance to own up to the shit that you did. It's like, okay, like, for me, like, if I'm questioning somebody about some shit, I already know the answer, bro. Like, I just want to see if you're going to keep it real enough with me or if you're going to sit here and bullshit me right in front of my eye because then that shows me where we really stand. You feel me? But the thing is, always keep this in the back of your head, right? They would have kept lying if you never found out. Remember that. When you catch somebody in a lie or like when you when you had to find out some shit on yourself, like somebody told you some shit, it's hard for me to give my trust to the other person because it's like you held this for so long, however long you held it. I don't care, a few hours, a few days. At the end of the day, that's too long to be lying to somebody you care for. 
doesn't matter if it's love. I don't give a fuck what it is. The idea that if I never found out you were lying, you would have kept on lying to me. It's hard for me to ever look past. Because it's like, how can I trust somebody that's willing to sit here and lie to me? Look me in my face. It's like, thing is, I don't care for this type of love where it's like you're constantly trying to protect me. I just need you to be a safe space. And you being a safe space means we're okay with having conversations that are difficult to have. Whether you know something is about to hurt my feelings or not, I don't care. What I mainly care for is the fact that you kept it real with me. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's like, I know like at times like that didn't make much sense. But at a certain point, um, I had one of my exes. I was probably like 15. Oh, this is actually funny. I met her dad in the lobby. Yes. I dated somebody when I was like 15, 16. And then I met their dad in the lobby. Literally this very lobby. I went downstairs and what happened? I went downstairs and then somebody came up and it was like, oh, you, what do you do? I was like, oh, I have a podcast with Big Night. It was like, Big Night? I was like, yeah. I was like, why? Like, I know, like the company, I, I have my podcast on it. It's a pretty big company down here. But the thing is, I didn't know much because I'm not, I wasn't really that much into like the entertainment um, industry and stuff like that. I wasn't really looking things like that. And then he saw me. He's like, oh, dude, that's a really dope podcast. Da, da, da. And then at one point he's like, oh, I, this is, I have my businesses, you know, we could work. I'm like, yeah, like he seems like such a great person. And I was like. And then at one point, he shows me his page on Instagram. I see his wife. So in other words, my ex's mom. I'm like, this is suspicious. I was like, is this your wife? He was like, yeah, that's my wife. And I'm not going to lie to you. This is like the worst reply you could give to any dad. But I looked at him. I was like, I dated your daughter. And normally, I felt like I should have eased into that. I'm like, oh, I used to talk to your daughter. It's like, and he ended up calling her. And I haven't talked to her in like, three years or something like that like up to like three years and and then he called and she was like oh no no i didn't say date i was like oh we used to talk and yeah i said we used to talk i said we're like oh we're dating officially and he was like and then when she called him when he called her she picked up the phone and then she she, he she showed he showed me and then i was like okay this 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 is nice this is nice <laughs> but bro do you like can you imagine like how awkward that is like it wasn't awkward because like we never left on bad terms or anything like that even he told me he was like he was like what's your name i was like chance i was like you might have you might have heard fence like that's the government i don't know and he was like you know i didn't hear much about you that's a good thing because there's some of them i want to ca- I was like, damn, okay, I'm glad like, <laughs> I'm glad I was on the good side. But it's like, bro, and literally in the middle of that lobby. It's my whole world. That's crazy. Insane, bro. And it's like, but that very same ex, um, I wanna be completely honest. Like, I'll admit my mistakes and shit like that. Like, there's certain girl, like the thing is, I believe in karma. So there are times where I've gotten done dirty by some woman and I'm like, I deserved it. You know, like I know I fucked this person over. Like, it's only right that I feel that type of hurt. It's hard to like Feel for somebody's pain if you have no understanding of how they're feeling or what it makes them go through and shit like that. But yeah, that ex, I cheated on her one time. And I hope he doesn't hear this because I know he thinks I'm like one of the good ones. And realistically, I was. But I was 15, bro. And it was a mistake. And the thing is, even at that age, I owned up to it myself. I I did some shit. I could have gotten away with it. Messages were deleted. But I was like, I just don't feel right. Like, there's no way I can sit there and tell this girl I love her, but then know that I fucked up that bad. And then to keep that shit away from her, keep dating her, it was just hard, bro. Like, I couldn't even text her knowing the fact that I had done something that was that fucked up. I was just like, bro, I, I can't tell you I love you and then do this shit right behind your back. And then me and her actually stayed together. And honestly, I thought she would have broken up with me. 
But then I realized love isn't that black and white. I feel like you only see love only exists in the gray. And what I mean by that is like a lot of shit is just not it's not like, oh, this is always wrong in a relationship. This is always right in a relationship. A lot of it is just like it's about compromises. It's about like being able to understand each other, stepping in your shoes for me to look at something from a perspective that I would never even look at it myself. But because I understand you enough, I'm going to try to understand the reason why you did certain things. Certain shit like that, I feel like that's what love is really about. And at that age, I'm not going to lie. I didn't understand the reason why she would take me back. Because in my head, all I'm thinking is I cheated on you. I'm supposed to be your person, your one and only person. I'm not supposed to give anybody that level of access to me. But I still did. And I was like, I had to tell her the truth. And she told me the reason why she stayed with me was because of that. Because I actually owned up to some shit that I did. It's like I could have gotten away with it. I could have kept on lying to her. But then because I loved her so much, I was willing I was willing to risk losing her. Because I know I had to take that risk. She took a risk to be with me. Even though, like, like we took a risk to be with each other. Even though we knew, like, the possibility of cheating and all this extra shit could end up possibly happening. But the whole idea was we know, like, we're going to try to always make this work. We're going to invest everything in each other. But I just want to say I really appreciate you. I'm not going to drop your name on this, but... I really appreciate you. Yeah, we grew apart and everything like that, but you're a really dope person. And honestly, I'm glad that your dad called you so I could see the fact that you were actually doing great. It's like there are certain people you know you can't stay in contact with them. That back and forth is just like it's not healthy. But I'm really happy to know that you're doing great, though. Why do the best people you come across always live so fucking far? Bro, when I tell you, like, I've gotten my heart broken so many times, even before falling in love with the person. Uh, like, I'll meet somebody on social media, like, the vibe is amazing, like, they look great, the personality is unmatched, you know, it's like, you're like, damn, like, you're like, you're not trying to fall too deep into it, but you're like, you know, this person might have a chance with me, you know? Okay, chance with chance, okay, okay. I hate when people say that shit to me, and I just thought about it. But, bro, and then you, and then we keep on talking to the person, and then, you know, like, I'll play 21 questions or something, and you're like, are you like... Oh, shoot, I forgot to ask. Where are you from? And then they name a state that's in the middle. No fucking where. Like, bro, like, it's like, I was ready. I thought I met my soulmate just for me to find out I can't even see you. Like, I can't even sit there and stay with you. Like, that is a hard thing to do. <sighs> that shit is annoying, bro. Like, you find somebody, you think they're perfect. Just for them to live thousands of fucking miles away. It's like, bro, do you not fuck with me? Do you not want to love me? Like, what is wrong with me? Like, that's... It's a big issue. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really felt bad for people that this happens to. And I've done this to certain people, which is a part that sucks. But the idea of, like, somebody blocking you because, like, they're your, like you guys broke up and stuff like that. And now they feel like they had to block you because, like, they're in a new relationship or whatever the case may be. But then they kept their ex around while you were in a relationship with them. If this was a time where, like, the sipping my tea meme was still a thing, like, I promise you I would have been making so many of those jokes right now. But, yeah, bro, I feel like the thing is I definitely do believe in the whole, like, at times when you when you part ways with somebody, it has to be exactly that. You have to part ways. The whole idea of staying in touch and everything like that can become really toxic, especially if you guys ended because that person was, like, unable to give you everything that you deserved and stuff like that. They were incapable of being consistent. Like, when you end off terms like that, I don't think it's the smartest idea to keep that person around because that person didn't appreciate you enough. It's not about the fact that, 
oh, our relationship didn't work, so that means we can't be friends. No, that's not what it means. But the idea that you were unable to appreciate me as a person and you mistreated me, I feel like that type of person isn't a person that deserves to have access to you after you guys break up. Because they had the chance to have you to themselves, and that wasn't enough. Or they didn't care for that shit. So that's not somebody to keep around. But, bro, like, the idea of, like, you know, like, that person kept their ex around. They didn't block the ex while that you you guys were dating. Even if, like, let's just say, to make it even worse, you had an issue with the fact that they had the ex around. But then they told you, like, oh, no, everything is platonic between my ex. We, we're friends, that I is, that. All this little extra bullshit, right? Sometimes it may be real, but at the end of the day, it's like, there's a certain level of respect that you should give the person if they feel uncomfortable about a situation when y'all are dating. But, bro, to know, like, that you weren't willing to block your ex, but then the moment we broke up, you you blocked me, that hurts. And that's the mindset that everybody looks at it from. But I don't think that's actually, like, the worst thing that could happen. I just know when people go through it, like, it sucks. Like, you know, it's a little deep. But for me, it's like, if you couldn't block your ex while we were dating, but you felt the need to block me, the thing is, if somebody was, like, they weren't able to block that that last person from their past, right? But then you're able to block me. I don't look at that as disrespectful. Because realistically, when you really think about what that means, it could be the fucked up thing a lot of people think where it's like, oh, that person didn't even give a fuck about me. They cared about keeping their ex around more than me that I decided that. That's the part that hurts, which, which I think a lot of people think from that perspective. But then there's also the perspective where it's like, keeping their ex around didn't really hurt. It didn't feel like much because they didn't care about that person that much. It's not like they looked at their ex and they were like, oh my God, I can't even look at you because every time I think I look at you, I think about the fact that I love you. But if a person is bothered by your presence, not like in a bad way, but like just the idea of you bothers them in a certain way to the point where they feel like they got to block you. At times, it's literally because that person loves you so fucking much. Like looking at that ex, it meant nothing because they know there was no possible future with that person. But then looking at you, even though you guys ended already, it becomes hard for that person to even let go of the like they are still holding on to hope. They're still like holding on to this idea that you are the person that's meant for me. And that's why sometimes I personally have had to block people because I'm like, because I care so much for you and I just understand this isn't going to work. I have to block you because if I keep you around, I won't move on. I'm going to be stuck on you. And I don't want that shit. You know, it's like, no, thank you. Why why do I want to put myself through the bullshit? I'm all set. And that right there is 35 minutes. So we're going to try to cut off the episode. Now I just want to, well, it's not going to be exactly 35 minutes for you guys. But I just want to say thank you very much for tuning into this episode. Um, remember, the downloads really matter. If you're listening on podcast, Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, whatever platform you guys listen to, I want you to show your support that way. My phone just fell while I was saying that, but it's okay. We're going to act like we didn't hear it, okay? I bet. Okay, so pretty much I just want you guys to show support by by listening. That really means the world to me already. But another thing that would really help, hitting that download button. And if you're on a YouTube Hit that subscribe button. We need the views. We need the followers. We need it all. You feel me? Now, I really appreciate the support you guys send. Like, I will completely repeat that every single trip because it's just a fact. But, yeah, I really love y'all. I hope you guys have an amazing day. hope you guys have an amazing week. And remember, you deserve that love that you give to other people.